know that one person who just never grew up. Even though they should be adults, they have no problem regressing back into adolescence and acting downright childish. But what if, instead of a character flaw, this was a defense mechanism? What if by acting childish, you became a child? And who doesn't want to go back to being a kid every once in a while? The immortal jellyfish certainly does. And it's developed a way to stay in Neverland and never grow up here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. Merry Christmas. I'm Joe. And Merry Christmas, and I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a tiny little long-lived sea booger. In honor of the Christmas season, obviously. Uh, but more on that later. That's the most Christmassy thing I can think of. <laughs> yeah. It's more specifically, the, the type of booger we're talking about is a jellyfish. A coo jellyfish. It it's is. cool, and yeah, and it's it's uh, it's got white edges, so that's Christmassy. Does it have white edges? I, if you shine a white light at it, <laughs> it's pretty transparent. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about names before we get into the description. Yeah, so I mean, it's not just any jellyfish, obviously. Right. It's the immortal jellyfish. Yeah, I was trying to. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why it's called that. There's that's the that the, it doesn't have any like you know normally animals have a range of names and I was looking for one that wasn't going to spoil like the cool part about it. And it just doesn't have any other names except for its yeah, binomial name. They, yeah, they call it it's by its binomial nomenclature. They call it the uh what well, we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. In a bit. In about but, uh, in about now or would you like to do your all right, yeah, the the nicknames. Um, so we're gonna call it here the the baby bell jellyfish. Um, Brian sent in one. It's called uh, well, he, this is what he named the the picture, Ulamog the Infinite Gyre. <laughs> what is that from? It's it's a it's an Eldrazi creature in Magic: The Gathering. Okay. Uh, that go that when it dies, it goes back to your hand. And that's uh, important. Mm, okay. Although I'm not going to call it Ulamog. What we are going to call it is Benjamin Button, a.k.a. Benny. Okay. It's going to be Benny. Benny the jellyfish. Benny the baby bell jellyfish. There we go. I like it. Do you? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Taxonomize me, oh, Captain. Oh, taxonomize. I, I will never remember, just like you'll never be able to figure out how we introduce Animalia. You 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 like it? You love it? You're inside it or something? Uh, I will never remember the order that we do the taxonomy, your nicknames, and then the the quiz. The quiz comes right after the taxonomy. Okay, let's do it. Let's get into that. The kingdom you know it, you love it, you're in it. It's the kingdom Animalia. The phylum is Cnidaria. Ain't no spines around here. Kinadaria? Absolutely a, not. It's like Nidarian. There's, there's a there's a C in front of it. Get out. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, class uh, is Hydroza or Hydrozoa. Hydrozoa. There we go. Yeah. And then the order is Anthropology. Just kidding. It's Anthe Anthoatheketa. Wow. Anth. 
Anthoath Anthoathicata. Anthoa the Kata. It's a wonderful <laughs> <It sounds> phrase. <laughs> Anthoath the Kata. Ain't no passing craze. Uh, it means I'm a mortal for the rest. Anyway. Is that what that, that order doesn't mean that necessarily? No, 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 no. But yeah, that's funny. It does. It, it's definitely impossible to say that without thinking you have a lisp. Anthoathicata. <laughs> It uh, is a it's a bunch of jellyfish that order. Um, the the family is Oceanidae. <laughs> really running out of names for that. Where does it live? It lives in the ocean. 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 Ocean Oceaniidae. There's two eyes there. Yes, that's a family of over fifty cnidarians, which contain nearly fifty species in ten genera. Nice. And speaking of genera, the genus is Turritopsis. I like mm-hmm. that. That's fine. That's fine. I didn't have to struggle with that one too much. And good, then good. the species is Dorney. Turritopsis Dorney. Dornii. Yeah. Two eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's mostly called Turritopsis Dorney or Dornia or T Dorney. T dot Dorney. <laughs> I like that. It's like a, it's like a fancy author. T Dorney. You need to. Yeah. Well, the, the, the first two names. Thomas. Yeah, it's like T T C Dorney. That sounds like an author. Yeah, Thomas Charles Dorney. But anyway, since we're in the business of naming things, including fictional authors, uh, it's time for a great part of the show, uh, and it's called Critter Groups, <laughs> which is um, a, a small quiz that I pose to Joe. Where I ask this a question, the question is the same every time. What is the name of the collective noun for this animal? Or what is the name for a group of this animal? So, Joe, what is the name of a group of jellyfish? I'm going to give it I really hope question, one of them always. is a spread. <laughs> uh, that would be... that. That's like, that's like Spongebob world um, grouping of jellyfish. Because they actually get jelly from jellyfish in spongebob's world i bet it's salty so it's probably yeah it's probably kind of gross um so if you saw a group of jellyfish would you say hey look over there at that a smack of jellyfish uh or b huddle of jellyfish c harangue of jellyfish or d squalor of jellyfish squalor harangue give me the first two again smack Huddle, harangue, and squalor. Squalor sounds rude. I hope that's not what it is. Whoever did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a squalor of jellyfish. Harangue is fun. I hope that, in my heart, I want that to be the answer. I'm going to go with huddle. Final answer? Final answer. So close. I thought you were going to get it right. The answer is smack. Okay. A smack. Okay. Yeah, no. There's an, I, that wasn't on my radar at all. Oh really? Yeah, it's, it's just I actually <laughs> it, I I forgot I forgot it at when you got to the end of it, and then you repeated them, and I forgot it again because I was so infatuated <laughs> with the last two words. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was just like I'm gonna pick the one one of them I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I came up with these. It's just the words 
came to mind sometimes it's tough sometimes it takes me like 20 minutes on one of them just like what should i put in literally just open a dictionary and point to a word no but it's got to sound i mean this has to sound like it could be the name for something none of these sound like they could be the name for something a huddle of jellyfish it could totally be a huddle of jellyfish yeah i guess that could be that's the only possible one the real one doesn't make any sense and the other two don't make sense. So <laughs> there, there were other ones um, that were pretty good. But just in case we do jellyfish again, I'll keep them to myself. Okie doke. Would you like to know anything about the description of this animal? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Okay. I mean, it's hard to describe because it's pretty see-through. Uh, but like many sea creatures, the jellyfish uh, of the immortal variety is found all over the world's oceans. Uh, they prefer temperate to tropical regions like a lot of things that live in the in the in the water and on earth um, they're believed to have originated in the Pacific Ocean but many have uh, traveled all over the ocean in what is called ballast water you know what that is Gross. that's the water that goes into ships as ballast yeah so ballast water is water that is used to fill tanks in the hulls of ships to maintain balance especially in high winds Tanks fill at a port um, and then discharge at a second port. So when a ship has, like, a full cargo load, sometimes they won't use ballast. But other than that, and let, if, if, if the ship is light, lighter than normal, then they will fill with ballast to, to, like, keep them from swaying in the wind or tipping over in high winds. It's, it's weird that ships have to take on water in order to function correctly yeah so they they keep it in these like specific tanks in the hull but sometimes animals find themselves in ballast water to be de- deposited somewhere else in the ocean because once they reach their destination they release their ballast water sometimes i guess i think i think i've heard in movies like captains yelling to release ballast or something for- i think it's just you, you, they throw things overboard that make the ship too heavy, like Jonah when it's sinking. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so that's what they they. There's actually a world ballast uh, a regulatory body that, like, has regulations for keeping ballast because it can really harm the ecosystem if you're, t- like, sucking up animals and putting them where they don't belong. They should have like a really fine screen um, into their tanks. I guess it would slow down the ballast process, but it would mean that nothing bigger than plankton could get into right the ballast tanks. That's true. But the jellyfish apparently get in for whatever reason. Um, jellyfish, uh, the, this particular jellyfish is a bell shape, and it's transparent except for their like center bits, which are orange or red. Uh, it is, it has short tentacles, not, it doesn't have like some jellyfish have like these incredibly long tentacles. Uh, from what I saw, the tentacles are like either shorter than their body length or uh, like about as long. Um, but it has a, like a wide range of, of tentacles, including, uh, that, that can range from eight to 90, depending on something I'll talk about later. But speaking of size, Uh-oh. it's time for something. Something great. Anything else. 
<laughs> no. Nope. Time for uh, anything else. It, welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for, oh, the whole family. It's also the part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself singing, saying, chittering, or doing whatever a jellyfish sound is. Uh, the the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We, we do have a new intro this week. Oh, no. Finally. For Christmas. Do and I have to guess something now? You you can guess who this is. I was about to just say it, but I'm glad you said something. I'm very upset at myself for having said anything. Uh, I think this will be pretty easy for you. But without further ado, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up, you filthy animal. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> oh, it's hard to do. A, uh, I have to, f- if I give you a multiple choice, I have to pick, pick three or four, three random people that kind of sound like this. Yeah, that would be rough. Um, I don't know. I'm I, Now I'm going to feel bad when it's somebody that I know really well. <laughs> it is someone you know. Is it, jo- is it Johanna? No. Uh, is it one of her family members? No. Someone you've met. I don't know. I give up. It is my sister, Jessica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and of doing course. doing an impression of uh the the that snakes? fake movie in yeah, in Home Alone. Isn't that I think that's a real movie. I thought it was a real movie, but then somebody told me it was fake and made for the for the movie, but I don't know. I'm jury's pretty sure out. it's real. Jury's out. Uh, I don't think the jury's out. I think there's it's it, it it's not it's sequestered anymore. It's definitely I reconvened and delivered. For a, a long time, I I remember recently somebody t- telling me that it was fake. But let's get into measure up. That's why we're here. That's why we're here this season. The diameter. Let's talk about the diameter of a jellyfish. This particular one. It's got a maximum diameter of about four and a half millimeters or zero point one eight inches. By the way, it's um. Uh... It's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's, called I, Angel, it's called Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I thought what you thought for the longest time. I thought, like, Although, there is a 1938 film called Angels with Dirty Faces. That's probably what it's make, making fun of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tanya, I thought that was a real movie. Me anyway. too, me too. Uh, so, how many jellyfish go into the diameter of a baseball? Tell me the... Sorry, I was looking up. The it's four point five millimeters or zero point one eight inches. That's its diameter on the bell. Yeah, zero point eight inches. Here's a hint: in the early days of baseball, the balls were made of horsehide with a string-wrapped rubber core. There was no size standardization, so balls could be anywhere between the size of a golf ball and to the size of a softball. Man, can you imagine an unregulated baseball size? Uh, yeah, there was no like like major league back then, obviously. So just guys in a field that were like getting together to play a game, but then your buddy could be like, "All right, let's play," and you you're trying to hit a golf ball, a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like your all your team has is a kickball, and they just keep hitting home runs, and you don't understand why. <laughs> all right, well, a baseball. I mean, the standard one. I mean, it's about this. It's a little bigger than a tennis ball. It was kind of interesting reading about like the origins of a baseball baseballs because they 
when they were making baseballs for the first time, they were like, they were trying to f- make a ball that could be as easily hit as thrown. To throw a, ba- a baseball, you need laces. Like, they, you need the, the right grip so that you can spin it right and blah, blah, blah. But then to hit the baseball, it needs to be flat or else it'll fly off in a weird direction. So they the, the baseball we know today is like the perfect hybrid between those two needs. And now you know a lot about baseballs. I sure do <laughs> now. Um, I'm going to say five. Five jellyfish? No, I'm going to say six. Sorry, six jellyfish. Okay. Because they're point, point 0.8 inches, and I'm, the diameter of a baseball, I'm imagining, is probably about five inches, maybe f- maybe four inches. So that would put like five or six. I'm going to say 5.5. We'll, we'll right in the middle there. 5.5 jellyfish go into the diameter of a baseball. Uh, The correct answer is 17. I'm sorry? Baseballs are 76 millimeters in diameter. 0.17. I thought you said 0.8. I said 0.18. Oh. It's 0.177. Okay. Well that, yeah. I didn't hear you right because I was looking up angels with filthy souls. <laughs> and I thought it was 0.8 inches. And so I was like, are you talking about a 14-inch baseball? Because that's insane. That's a basketball. I wonder if uh, the second time you had me say the... Say that if I said if I accidentally said point eight, but we'll listen back. Uh, let's move on to the number of tentacles they have. So, the number of tentacles can be anywhere between eight and ninety, like I said before. But it's usually eighty to ninety with a certain type. So basically, I'm gonna dip into my fast facts for a second. Most species are genetically identical but they do have some different genetic adaptations depending on where they live and where their environment is. And things in trop- the, the jellyfish in tropical waters have eight tentacles, whereas temperate region jellyfish have like a- a- as many as 24 tentacles. The standard seems to be 80 to 90. I, like so... That the most have eighty to ninety, but they can. There's some deviations based on where they live. So let's talk ninety tentacles. How many num? How many of the number of calories in nineteen Concord grapes go into the number of tentacles a jellyfish has? What? That's so arbitrary. <laughs> nineteen Concord Concord grapes. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got, I imagine a, a grape has, I don't know, 10 calories, about as much as a Werther's Original. It's 190. Does a Werther's Original only like, have 10 calories? Um, I think so. It's just like a little sugar cube. Yeah, oh, and it's a little caramel cube. I might be wrong. I think I remember seeing that on the packaging last time I saw a Werther's Original, which was last week. Um <sighs> I, maybe con I don't know what Concord grapes are. Are those the ones that are really, really big? They're like the, the ones blue, that are blue ones. They're almost blue. They're definitely like quote unquote red grapes, but they, they look blue to me. They're kind of big. I'm more concerned about their size and sugar content. They are, uh, okay, they are I'll do big. 20. 20 calories for a grape. Yeah. 
So 19 of those would put you at what? Um, 380 calories. Yeah. Um, then divided by 90, uh, I guess four, 4.2 according to the handy dandy calculator. 4.2 numbers of, don't make me say it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you wait? Hold, hold on. I need to maybe, here's a hint. A Concord grape is actually a type of grape that are used to make table grapes, juice, wine, and you guessed it, jelly. So it's a grape that's used to make grape things. Yeah. Except for raisins. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe it could be. It's, I'm sure it can be used to make great uh, raisins. No, it's impossible. They have to use some other thing. Otherwise. <laughs> All right, so am I right? 4.2? The answer, uh, 4.2, you're, you're saying 4.2 Concord grape uh, calories and 19 Concord grapes go into? No, I'm saying that 4.2 amounts of... Um, of Benny's tentacles <laughs> go go into uh, the amount of calories that are in 19 Concord grapes. There, I said it. I'm not doing it again. Dang. You failed successfully. And here's why. The answer is three. But there are 30 Dang. calories in 19 grapes. There are 30 calories in 19 grapes? Yeah. Your version of the grapes would be like a, nobody could ever eat them. They'd be so they'd be so calorie rich. They'd be oh, like I eating candy. Tr- uh, how did I, how did we get here? So I said, how many of the number of calories in nineteen Concord grapes go into the number of tentacles a jellyfish has? Oh, you reversed it and still got it pretty close. Because <laughs> you wildly overestimated the calorie numbers. That's called failing spectacularly. <laughs> it's uh, called falling with style. There, there's a meme that's like, like, uh, like congratulations, you failed successfully or something like that. And that's what it is. <laughs> that's what you just did. Oh my goodness, that was, I, I, this that was a bad measure up. I, I, <laughs> that was incredible. That was a beautiful ev- moment. Everything was wrong. Everything was wrong. That was divine providence right there. Everything, yeah. Everything you meant it for providence. being wrong, but God meant it for being right. <laughs> Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> Tell us some fast facts. Let's dip into some fast facts. The main diet for these jellies usually consists of fish eggs, plankton, or little tiny baby mollusks. Um, they are, despite their name, uh, killable. You can eat them. They can get sick as polyps and uh, not be able to regenerate. More on that later. Uh, The jellyfish are quite uh, little for most of their lives, but they do have a sting. They're not like crazy poisonous like box jellies or anything like that, Um, but it, it it could smart a little bit. That's about it. That's all I got. All right. Are you ready for the major fact? I think so. This one's pretty major. Yeah, it's pretty major. Like most animals... Jellyfish tend to have a definite lifespan, like you and me. Same. In fact, jellyfish often have more fixed lifespans than other animals, kind of like insects do. Like other animals might have a range for lifespans or like a maximum lifespan. You might say that, oh, rabbits can live up to be, can live up to, you know, 
10 years or something like that, but they can live anywhere between five and 10 years. Um, but a, a, a lot of the times insects will live for two weeks or for a month or for 24 hours or something like that. It's pretty much the same every time. And jellyfish tend to have a very similar setup with their lifespans. And here, here's a quick rundown of the general life cycle of a jellyfish. So jellies start their lives as eggs and they hatch into what's called planula larva, which is like a free swimming little bean um, that, you know, floats around in the ocean. Um, they drift, these planula larvae, they drift onto rocks or sediment on the on the ocean floor, and then they turn into polyps, which are weird worm bugs um, with their butts anchored to a rock. And um, they stack and form ent entire colonies of polyps. These polyps start to bud and what buds off of them are adolescent jellyfish called medusae um, and then they mature into adult medusae after a few weeks so a medusa is the jellyfish that you think of the upside down plastic bag that's you know undulating in the ocean and stinging things so that's the last stage um, after that, after they've matured, the males release their sperm into the open ocean and the females collect it to fertilize their eggs and start the cycle all over again before dying. As you do. Right, yeah. You know, it's typical stuff. Um, but Benny has found a way to reverse the process, allowing it to transform from Medusa back into polyp form. And it does this as a defense mechanism. If there's like a lack of food or the temperature changes really suddenly or the salinity of the water is outside the optimal range, the salinity being the salt content, um, or if the it suffers any damage on the bell area, Benny will opt to regress back to its polyp state and try life again rather than face the daunting challenges of adulthood. This would be like a frog changing back into a tadpole at the end of its life to start over. Or like a butterfly turning back into a, a caterpillar. This would be like me turning back into a baby so that I could take the knowledge I've gotten over one lifetime to to help me in a second one. Yeah, yeah. Except for You'd... if I were a jellyfish, I would have no knowledge at all. Right, and also you would your brain would be just as underdeveloped. <laughs> you might have the memories, but you might you won't have the fortitude or frontal lobe development to really make wise decisions. Well, like right now, I'm dealing with health insurance, small business taxes, negligent landlords. How nice would it be to just say, "Nope, let's try this again." And just poof yourself back into being an eight-year-old. <laughs> your, your landlord is like, sorry, I can't get out to fix the faucet today. And you're like, the environment is hostile. It's time to be a baby again. <laughs> <laughs> now your tenant is an eight-year-old. Congratulations. Well, that's, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just got done with school. So the idea of having to go through all of school again sounds like the worst thing ever. Being an adult's actually pretty nice. But, hey, you know, if... Uh, if the world's out to get you, just regress, right? Except, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't see this working out well for humans, but I like that the yeah. jellyfish can do it. So this this process is called transdifferentiation. There's your vocab word. Um, and it happens relatively quickly. In fact, it's never been seen in the wild because of how quickly it happens. 
So what they'll do is they'll retract their tentacles and their bell will begin to deteriorate and they'll kind of just deflate and sink back to the ocean floor, attach, and then become a polyp again. And a polyp is like a mini jellyfish gun. It's almost like a stack of uh, Mentos or sweet tarts or something like that. <laughs> where at the end, no, if you watch this, it's crazy. It's like a, it, it really is like a stack of them. And then you kind of just pop the top, pop the top one off like a, like you know, like you would a Mentos, and then it just floats off and becomes a jellyfish. <laughs> uh, and but the when so when a single jellyfish goes. When a single immortal jellyfish goes and becomes a polyp again, the jellyfish, it, it spawns many jellyfish from it. Um, and each one is genetically identical to the one that turned into a polyp. So it's it's essentially cloning itself. And since Benny can do this indefinitely, it is essentially biologically immortal. It's not invincible. Like you said, you can kill it. But it does not experience... Um, doesn't have to experience senescence, which is aging, getting older. Like an elf in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but that one, I guess elves just kind of like, kind of put a pin mark in being 30 years old, and that's just the way that they look forever. <laughs> but, um, the, the, yeah, this would be like if every time an elf, get, like, aged 30 years, he went back to being a baby, and then aged 30 years again, and then went back to being a baby, and then aged 30 years, and then, and then, then, and lived a thousand years doing that. It's not much of a life, but you know. <laughs> but he doesn't know it isn't. So yeah, true. That's the it's all he knows. Um. But the process of reverting back into the polyp stage actually leaves them vulnerable because they're they're not a floating uh, ball of stinging nettles anymore. They're they're now just a you know a wriggling worm at the bottom of the ocean so they're often eaten by other animals so it's not really that helpful it's like oh no the temperatures changed slightly let me turn it into something that is completely defenseless well like elves in lord of the rings it's like it's almost even more of a shame it's like i'm i'm getting eaten but dang it i could have lived forever yeah i know it's like oh oh, oh boy could have passed on the absolute lack of knowledge or anything to other jellyfish generations because they <laughs> have no brains. The interesting thing is that Benny is the only species of animal in the world that can do anything like this, that can trans-differentiate, can go back into previous uh, stages. So we have like what uh, neotenic yeah, animals. The, the axolotl, go listen to that episode. Yeah, uh, these are animals that that never get past. They never grow up. They never get past a certain Peter um, Panimals stage. <laughs> the Peter Pan. <laughs> How did we not put that? We called it the Peter Pan salamander, yeah. but we probably just call it could have called it a Peter Panimal. Um, but so this is different. This is just this is going into the adult stage and then switching back into adolescence and then adult adolescence forever. Um, scientists have done some sequencing analysis with Benny's DNA to determine how this happens and whether or not we can apply something from this process to stem cells for tissue healing. It has to do with gene activation and nucleotide sequencing, and you don't want to hear about that. What you 
do want to hear about, however, is that there's a scientist in Kyoto that has a smack of bennies. <laughs> a, gr- a group of these jellyfish that he's kept for over two years and has re- rebirthed itself 11 times over these two years. Now, his name is Shin Kubota, and he might be my favorite scientist ever. He loves to study immortal jellyfish, but his second favorite love in this life is karaoke. (laughs) So this guy, Shin Kubota, he writes short songs about the immortal jellyfish. His his muse. Uh, He does does this regularly. He's written nine songs about um, Benny. And when he when he sings his jellyfish songs, you can see this in a video on YouTube. Um, he wears a velvet purse with tassels hanging down on his head to make him look more like a jellyfish. And he also wears some Elton John shades, red gloves, and a jellyfish T-shirt that he made himself. Here here are some of the song names that he's come up with. Okay. Uh, uh, L- Limitless, T. Dorney. That's the name of the one. Um, Scarlet Medusa is another one. Die Hard Medusa. Um, and my personal favorite, the Immortal Jellyfish Festival song, which I think <laughs> we should hear a, sm- uh, a smack actually, let's, roll of. Let's listen to it in its entirety. Because really? it's like it's like 45 seconds long. Oh, okay. Like that. All right, here we go. Okay, actually, rather than subject you to another, I guess, minute of that, um, it pretty much goes like that. If you don't understand Japanese, then it's just going to be like white noise to you. So here, here are the lyrics, the entirety, the, all the lyrics of the song. My name is T. Dor- Dorney. I'm going to turn myself back into a polyp soon. I'm thinking about what I want to do this time around. I can age in reverse. I'm getting my energetic young body back. Right now in one, two, three. I can live my life over again. But since people only live once, please live without any regrets. Oh yeah, T. Dorney. <laughs> the that, song was really poignant and then he did like a he did like <laughs> like a Jason Derulo thing at the end. <laughs> yeah, that that is the Immortal Jellyfish Festival song. Uh you can look this up on YouTube. The video, when I clicked on it, the video said it was age restricted, like there's inappropriate material in there, but I watched the entire thing. It's like 2 minutes and 15 seconds long, and it's just a happy guy talking about his jellyfish. He explains his costume and then sings the song alone in a small room actually there's a lady standing behind him like cleaning dishes or something like that 
um it's and it's just him wearing this getup and singing the song and then it's over there's no there's no inappropriate content whatsoever so um i mean unless the age-restricted part was a play on the regression of the jellyfish (laughs) um yeah yeah you can just kind of plow on through that and enjoy enjoy just an amazing video from a legend yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what my favorite part about this this um jellyfish is the fact that it can do this amazing thing or or that this man exists (laughs) this is a good champion for this species absolutely absolutely and he needs more views on his youtube video so go check him out uh do you have anything else i do not all right so that was the uh that was the immortal jellyfish the turotopsis dorney benjamin button for you out there in podcastia so when life throws you an unexpected curveball grow up and be mature unlike the immortal jellyfish in life death and taxonomy Hey everyone, Carlos here. Wow, we sure learned a lot about jellyfish, developmental psychology, and karaoke today, didn't we? Well, we'd love if you would inject this new animal info into every conversation you have from here on out. Are two of your friends debating politics? Mention the immortal jellyfish. Your significant other having a heart-to-heart with you about a serious issue? Mention the immortal jellyfish. Someone blesses you when you sneeze? Immortal jellyfish! Then, when they're naturally dazzled by your animal knowledge, you can tell them you learned it from our show here. Word of mouth is the best way for us to reach more people with the good news of karaoke jellyfish festival songs. So do your part, and bother your friends and loved ones about animals. Thanks for listening, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. podcast (laughs) hooray that's pretty good i have to go okay